Thoughts from Sabbatical and Podcast Movement 2016. Welcome to The Audacity to Podcast, episode 275. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning in-depth podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. This episode is going to be a bit off the cuff because I've recently returned from Podcast Movement 2016, and I am coming off of my what I've been calling my working sabbatical, and I want to share some thoughts on both of these things with you. And this episode will probably contain some less editing and a bit more free-flowing thoughts as I'm a bit more transparent on some things that I'm thinking as well as uh, what I want you to know about what's going on with podcast movement, some cool things coming, some things that I'm doing and some things I'm changing as a result of my sabbatical. And you can learn from this too, because for one, I think we all should take a break from our podcasts at some point, a sabbatical, a hiatus, whatever you want to call it, some kind of break from your podcast where you can reevaluate what you're working on, reevaluate your priorities, reevaluate your direction with the podcast, plan for a new direction, plan new goals and how you want to get there and how you can integrate this with the rest of your life, whether that be part of your job, part of your hobby, part of your family whatever it is. One of the other things that has come as a result of my sabbatical is reevaluating my personal branding. And you may be in this place too. Let me walk you through this. When I first joined Twitter and certain other social networks, I initially joined by my business name, D. Joseph Design, because I didn't think of any other name. I wasn't aware of the idea of personal branding at that time. And I thought D. Joseph Design, having that as a Twitter handle or an account name at other places would help promote my business and get me more web design clients. And that's what my business was back then. But that's changed. Eventually, I started switching over to The Ramen Noodle because that was my first podcast and the podcast that I hosted for a while. And that was my Twitter handle for a while, as well as my name in certain other places. But it was pretty difficult to get that name everywhere. I was The Ramen Noodle in some places, Daniel J. Lewis in other places. Uh, D. Joseph Design in other places, Noodle MX in other places, Noodle Mix, M-I-X in other places. It was crazy. So many different places and different names that I couldn't simply say, follow me at such and such in all of the social networks. I tried really hard to get Daniel J. Lewis as a username on many different platforms, offering to buy accounts from people or pay to switch usernames or all of that kind of stuff. And either I got no responses or like in the case of Twitter, uh, as much as I tried to demonstrate certain things without an actual registered trademark, it was impossible to get Daniel J. Lewis on Twitter. Maybe someday I can have it. But even though I did after 12 years, finally get DanielJLewis.com. I think it makes more sense to unify my personal branding. So I started thinking through different things and asked my community as well and followers on on Facebook and as well as inside of Podcaster Society for some suggestions. What I knew, and you might be in the same place too, where you are currently uh, associated with a brand of some sort in your social networks. I really recommend that you move away from that. What I knew for me is 
I wanted my name in it. I did not want anything shared with any branding. I knew I could have done like Daniel Noodle or Noodle Daniel or something like that. But I didn't want Noodle as part of it because someday I may move away from Noodle as part of my branding. I didn't want Audacity as part of that. I didn't want anything that I'm currently doing as part of that personal branding because then that limits me. So what I ended up deciding to do, and I've seen many other people I respect go this route, is instead of trying to get Daniel J. Lewis, I went for the Daniel J. Lewis. And this isn't a pretentious sort of thing like I'm the Daniel J. Lewis, but it's, here's the way I kind of think of it. I hear the Daniel J. Lewis jokes quite often, and I'm not the Daniel J. Lewis, I'm the Daniel J. Lewis. And when I say it like that, especially when I say the instead of the, that helps de-emphasize that word the, and it then makes sense. So I'm shifting and have shifted my personal branding to the Daniel J. Lewis. So I now have the thedanieljlewis.com. I have the Daniel J. Lewis on Twitter, on Instagram, on Snapchat, on Facebook, on all of these social networks that matter most. So now you can find me as the Daniel J. Lewis in pretty much any social network that matters. And a big freedom came with that. That night that I decided I am shifting this over. It was this years of stress because I've been carrying this burden for a while. I have been asking Twitter for years to release the Daniel J. Lewis account, which hadn't been used since its creation or one of the other similarly personal branded accounts that hadn't been used at all even. And Twitter wouldn't release the inactive account. So I gave up on that idea and felt kind of depressed that I couldn't get my name, my personal branding in these places. Now I have it. And I'm really excited about that. And that means that now whatever direction in the future I go with, with my business, with my personal branding or anything like that, it all comes back to that one central branding is the Daniel J. Lewis or as me being Daniel J. Lewis. And that can then transition across anything else. It's easier. I don't have to explain it to people. I introduce myself as saying, hi, I'm Daniel J. Lewis and I'm on Twitter at the Daniel J. Lewis. And it works really easily, very nicely. I encourage you to think through that as well. Yes, there are cases where you would want a a social account specifically for your podcast when you have a lot of podcast-related content to share or content related to that industry. And that podcast is not your personal business branding. I don't have an account for the Audacity to Podcast on Twitter because it's not necessary. Podcasting is part of my business and thus my personal branding. So I share that from my The Daniel J. Lewis accounts. And this has been a big relief to me to now know, finally, I have a unified personal branding platform. And it's exciting too. So if you want to tweet me or something like that, remember I'm now the Daniel J. Lewis instead of the ramen noodle or any of those other social networks. If you want to look for me, most likely I am the Daniel J. Lewis on those social networks. I'm excited about this. I encourage you to think through things too. And I wanted to avoid adding numbers or doing weird things like replacing letters with numbers or adding an underscore because that can look really weird online especially if there's a hyperlink, that underscore just disappears. So it could look like a space or like something is missing. 
So think through how you could enhance your personal branding as well, like I'm working on, and in a way, make it all about you. Not in a selfish sense, but in a universal sense that no matter what you do in the future, you can always carry that personal branding and never, ever again have to change it. Also, how podcast movement can fit into this for you or similar industry-specific events that might be a better choice for you, depending on the podcast that you host and your time and affordability for separate events. So I'll start with the sabbatical. I announced back in late May that I would be taking this sort of working sabbatical. It hasn't been a complete break. I have still been working during this, but one of the things I've wanted to do with the sabbatical is reduce the amount of demands on my time because I am trying to run a business here and I was starting to feel really overwhelmed by a lot of things going on with my business, with the podcast, with some other podcast stuff, with personal stuff. And a lot of it has been good stuff, including the announcement that we are now at this point three months pregnant with our first baby. And it's really exciting to be a father. I'm looking forward to meeting my son or daughter when they are born in somewhere around New Year's. And that's a really good thing, but it is one of those things stacked on top of many other things that was starting to overwhelm me a little bit. And with planning for the future, trying to figure out what kind of business do I want to run? How do I want this to integrate with the rest of my life? And how radically my life will change when our first child enters the world. So that has me thinking of different things about my business and how I can make my business support the kind of life I want to live, as well as how can I ensure that my business is positioned so that when our baby comes, that I'll be available for that. It won't be like, okay, the baby's born and now I need to go back to work to record another episode of the podcast. Yes, I can plan ahead with pre-recorded episodes and things like that. And there are aspects of my business that are somewhat passive, like the mypodcastreviews.com service, affiliates, and that kind of thing. But looking at last year's income and where income came from and where my stress came from, I realize there are some things I want to cut out of my life and of my business. And It's a difficult thing because it means essentially reducing my accessibility to you and to others who need podcasting help. And that's very, very difficult, but it's one of those things that has to be done as I scale my business. And this will sound a little bit odd, but it's like in order to help more people, I need to stop helping so many people. But what I'm referring to is being able to help people in a broader sense, to be able to help 10, 20, 30, 100, 1,000, 2,000 people at a time instead of helping one person at a time. So part of scaling up means I have to be less accessible. And I don't like that idea, but I like the idea of being able to help more people at the same time. So This year, and I announced this at the beginning of this year, that I would be changing some aspects of my consulting. And after this little working sabbatical, I realized I really like not having to schedule consulting appointments or have the follow-up or trying to convert people or convince people to hire me for one-on-one consulting. 
So I will be cutting out a lot of that. I will also be cutting out the services that I do for people because being honest and transparent here, one of the things I can really struggle with is the discipline to do things that other people are waiting on me to do, like fixing an RSS feed or setting up their website for podcasting or figuring out a problem that they're facing with their podcast. I like doing these things and I like helping the podcasters, but it would be challenging for me to set aside the time to do that when there were other things I wanted to focus on more. Primarily, my podcast reviews and Podcaster Society, a couple big things I have going on and updates that have been waiting on me with my podcast reviews and Podcaster Society being my big focus for the future and a big focus for where I want my business to go and the direction I want to go with helping other podcasters. So what this means for me is needing to cut out several things, cutting out the consulting, cutting out the services that I personally offer, maybe even cutting out some of the podcasting things that I do and having to say no to more things. And that's very difficult. I love saying yes. I love being accessible. And I've built aspects of my business based on my accessibility and and all of the places that I've been able to give to the podcasting community and communities that I've participated in, in answering questions and providing feedback to many podcasters at many different stages of their development with their podcast and, and maybe not even having a podcast yet, but in the planning stage. I enjoy doing that, but these are things that I need to start saying no to so that I can help more podcasters. So you're going to see some changes with the Audacity Podcast coming forward. You can still contact me through the website, but you might receive an automated response that encourages you to either join Podcaster Society or click something or reply with a certain kind of thing in order to receive a recommendation for paid consulting with someone else. And I really do encourage you, if you want podcasting help, please be willing to pay someone for it because the value you can receive in paying someone $100 to $300 per hour, that's huge value. It might take 15 minutes to help you with the problem you're facing, but that 15 minutes comes from years of experience. And I faced this myself when I would help people with one-on-one consulting is there would be times when fixing a problem for them would take literally 15 minutes and they paid me a large amount for it. But it would have taken them six hours to figure it out on their own, if even that little amount of time, because they don't speak the language of that particular technology and they don't know everything they need to check. And it's like a doctor. Yes, you could go to school for eight years to be able to diagnose that simple problem you have right now with your health. Or you can go to a doctor who can spot the problem immediately and know the solution for that problem, whether it be a simple problem or a complex problem. And that's what it's like in podcasting. So please, as I refer you to other people and encourage you to pay for consulting and pay for help from other people, this isn't just a money-making scheme. It's, I want you to recognize the value in the investment of the time it's saving you, the money it's saving you, to pay someone to help you. There is huge value there. So I'll be cutting out some of that stuff. 
cutting out some of the other things that I'm doing. And I really, really want to focus on very few things. My podcast reviews is one of those kinds of things that pretty much runs on autopilot, but there is competition in the space. And I've had still things that I want to do to improve the platform. And I've learned some great things from interacting with people at Podcast Movement where I had a booth there. And great features will be coming to my podcast reviews that I've had on the roadmap for quite a while. And the funds are there to continue developing that. So that will be coming. But it is still somewhat one of those things where I develop it and I'm able to let it run on its own. Podcaster Society is really where I want to focus the majority of my time. As I look at my income report from 2015, and I shared some of this inside of Podcaster Society and broke it down and made it applicable to members of the society, one of the things that stood out to me is that my one-on-one consulting in 2015 accounted for only about 11% of my income in the year. But I would say that maybe 70% of my stress in 2015 came from consulting or trying to push people toward consulting, trying to keep up with my email, which I saw as opportunities to push people toward paid consulting and the time it would take to go through the emails, read everything, respond to everything, even though many of the responses were template responses where I put the answer in a short sentence and then the rest of the response encourages them to hire me for consulting, that stuff takes time because I would need to read those emails that weren't always quick questions, but often very in-depth and I had to understand their situation, do a little research. That caused a lot of stress on me. And I need to cut that out so that I can focus on helping more podcasters in better ways. And that way is Podcaster Society. Now that Podcaster Society has reopened as of July 1st, 2016, it's receiving new members. I'm really excited about that and really excited to serve those members better and really excited about the ways that Podcaster Society will scale to provide that community, that live chat, those weekly webinars, that expert support, and much more that makes Podcaster Society the place to go to if you want to learn how to improve your podcast and connect with the community of podcasters that are beyond the questions like, how do I get an iTunes? Or what about new and noteworthy? Or what kind of microphone should I get when I'm starting my podcast? Or do I need a website? And that kind of stuff, we're beyond those kinds of questions. We're asking the questions like, how do I improve what I'm doing right now. I've been doing this for a hundred episodes or maybe 10 episodes. How do I get even better at this? How do I engage with my audience more? How do I get those interviews that I've been working toward? How do I find new people to interview because I've worn out my list of people I want to interview? How do I come up with new ideas to keep my podcast going? That's where my passion really is, is in helping podcasters improve. There are a lot of great courses and training materials out there, both free and paid for learning how to start a podcast. And someday I will have a how-to podcast guide or course or something like that, that will give my perspective on how you can podcast. And it will be something I can point people to as the way to learn how to podcast from me. But for example, Cliff Ravenscraft's podcasting A to Z course, I have heard tons of praise from that. And if you want to sign up for it, use the promo code noodle and that saves you a bunch of money on the podcasting A to Z course. It's a great course 
for learning how to start podcasting. Podcaster's Paradise. I have an affiliate link for it, theaudacitypodcast.com slash podcastersparadise. That is uh, my affiliate link for that. And that's also a membership community. But I hear a lot of people say, oh, it's a great way to learn how to start podcasting. But then what? Where do you go from there? That's what Podcaster Society is really all about. It's everything you need after episode one, helping you to improve your podcast, to grow it from average to amazing, to grow your audience, to get better at your craft, whether that be a hobby or part of your business. Podcaster Society is focused on that. And that's my big passion. I am really excited about Podcaster Society and the members who have been in it as part of the charter launches and pilot launches over the last year have loved being part of this great community, connected with other podcasters, getting to know each other. Even just recently at Podcast Movement, I introduced two of the members to each other. Uh, One of the members couldn't be at our meetup that we did at Podcaster Society, and it was a really fun meetup. We hung out for a couple hours on the Wednesday before podcast movement and I bought lunch for everyone and we had a great time talking about podcasting and personal stuff. And then to to discover that two of our members have a theater background and they were able to connect with each other and talk. And that was great. And I love that kind of connection. So I really plan to focus on podcaster society as the main thing that I do. The audacity to podcast will continue as will the Once Upon a Time podcast and a couple of the other things that I do, but I need to say no to more things so that I could say yes to what helps podcasters the most. And I encourage you, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling stressed, I've done some episodes recently about that, and maybe you could tell that those episodes were in the midst of my own feeling of overwhelm and stress, and those episodes were myself crawling out of that hole. Maybe you can get some encouragement from that, but maybe you need to look at the things that you are saying yes to and realize that there are some things here you need to say no to. Your family needs to come first, regardless of what your job is or your hobbies. Your family absolutely comes first. So that may mean saying no to some of the podcasting opportunities. That may mean saying no to going to the next podcast movement, as awesome of an event as it is. It may mean saying no to even being part of podcaster society. Your family should come first. My family will come first. And my business is integrated with my podcast, so it's easy to work on my podcast during the day when I'm working in business hours. For you, it might be a little bit different. Maybe your podcast is your hobby and you work on it in the evening. Maybe Podcaster Society can help you improve and grow that podcast even though it's a hobby and you work on it in your spare time. Maybe you need to say no to some other things that you're doing. Like I'm having to say no to some of my things. Think about your family first. Then think about how can you help the most people with your message? How can you change the world for the better? Not only one person at a time, but 10 people at a time, 100 people at a time, 1,000 people at a time, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands someday. How can you scale yourself to be able to help more people like that? I really encourage you to think through that and figure out what that means for you. 
you might need to take a sabbatical like I did, even if it's a kind of working sabbatical, or you might need to take a complete sabbatical. Just take the time off completely. Read books, relax, take some time off, have some fun. And I did get to take some complete time off and have some fun with my wife and our extended family at a beach recently, and that was very relaxing and nice to read, nice to spend some time writing, spend some time thinking. And much of this inspiration has come from that. Here's something else. And I've been, I've been wrestling with this for a little while. And this could really help you too. If you struggle with something similar to this. One of my big struggles is competitiveness and passive aggressiveness. And you may have seen this in posts sometimes in different communities or my own social networks. I have in the past complained publicly about certain things. I'll get passive aggressive about certain things. I'll get a bit critical uh, to certain things or certain ideas. And that's totally wrong of me. I should not be doing that. I even said this in my presentation at Podcast Movement. Emotion is contagious. And what you express is also what you attract. So if you express negativity, you attract negativity. Thus, if you want to attract positivity, express positivity. So I am making a commitment to stop being negative publicly, to stop complaining, to stop being passive aggressive. There will be those trusted groups of people like my mastermind and my wife, whom I can be honest with and say, this thing is really getting me down. I feel negative about this. I have some negative feelings about this. And can I just express these in this safe environment where I won't be judged? I'm not hurting someone. So there are those environments. And if you struggle with negativity like I do, I encourage you, find those people that you can build, call it a mastermind group, a a trust group, an advisory group, just close friends, whatever it is. Find that group of people where you can have the support, where you can be transparent. I'm not talking about being inauthentic in your podcast. I am saying be authentic, but know when it's appropriate to express an emotion or not express an emotion, and what are you attracting because of what you are expressing? Have that safe community where you can express some of those things that may be frustrating you, but then for the rest of the world, put out that positivity and attract the positivity. Encourage instead of criticize. Lift up instead of tear down. Praise instead of complain. That is what I am committing to doing, and I will invite you to hold me accountable to that. If you see me post something where I am negative and you're not in one of those small groups, if you're in the small group that I'm talking about, then you know who you are. But if you see me negative, call me out on it. Point it out to me. I encourage you to find people that will hold you accountable as well, whether that be a mastermind group or one of the miniature mastermind groups that we're launching inside of Podcaster Society, or whether it's some close friends or your family or your spouse, whatever it is, find someone who can hold you accountable to stay positive. My favorite movie of all time, I think, is the Lego movie. And in it, there's Unikitty. And she often says, stay positive. And yes, it has some hilarity to that. But I think that who we are in public inspires others to be like that in private. 
Yes, we have our struggles. I have my struggles. Yes, I can struggle with criticism, with passive aggressiveness, with negativity in certain ways. But I am committing to be positive online, to attract positivity. And if I need to point out the wrong in some place, to do it in an uplifting, encouraging, positive way, that's my challenge to myself. I encourage you to think about how are you being perceived. Now, there may be places that you include negativity as part of your brand. But for me, I need to stop feeding my inner troll, which I do have an inner troll. And I can realize that sometimes I am acting like a troll and that needs to stop. So those are some of my thoughts from my recent sabbatical, some personal things, some personal development, as well as business development and directions that I am taking my business, and the Audacity to Podcast. Don't worry, the Audacity to Podcast will continue. I still have more great stuff coming up. And in fact, if you want to be part of the upcoming episode where I share creative fixes to podcasting problems, please send in your feedback. You can write it in, but it would be best if we could hear your voice. Just answer this simple question. How have you creatively solved a podcasting problem? It could be tech, it could be mindset, it could be money, it could be practice, it could be art, it could be anything like that. Don't only think of plugging this thing into this thing, but I discovered I could really plug that thing into that thing. You can have that, but think beyond the technology. How have you creatively solved a podcasting problem? Please send in that answer, and I'd love to hear it in your voice and that would be great for the upcoming episode of the Audacity to Podcast. I got some great answers to that question at Podcast Movement, as well as an answer from Mr. Alex Bloomberg, who will be in that upcoming podcast episode. Alex Bloomberg from Gimlet Media, host of Startup and the creator of this network that's launched many extremely popular shows. He was the closing keynote speaker at Podcast Movement 2016, and I got to meet him and record his answer to this question. So that will be coming up in that future episode. And wouldn't you like to be a part of an episode with one of those other, quote, celebrities, unquote, in podcasting? So please send in your answer to that question. How have you creatively solved a podcasting problem? It's kind of like the duct tape approach, and you'll see duct tape in the cover art for that episode as well. The other thing I want to talk about is Podcast Movement 2016. This is a podcasting conference by podcasters for podcasters about podcasting. And I got to see so many people there that I loved staying in the hallways. I only attended one session other than my own, obviously, that I presented. I attended the closing keynote. And then there were some of the evening activities like a screening of the Earbuds podcast documentary, the Academy of Podcasters Awards. Congratulations to all the winners there, by the way, and thanks to Rob Walsh for mentioning me in his Hall of Fame statement. And it was a great community, great event. I love talking to people there, and it was a lot of fun. I am really looking forward to Podcast Movement 2017 in Anaheim, California. And if you want to register right now when the tickets are the least expensive that they will ever be, go to podcastmovement.com. And register. I don't have a promo code yet. You could try a promo code like Noodle or Society to see if those work to save you anything, but I don't have a promo code yet. I just love to see you there at Podcast Movement. For me, Podcast Movement is now the go to conference about podcasting and for podcasters. And 
it's also the go-to conference for me and my business because I talk about podcasting. So I can present a message about podcasting, which I did. I presented how to make your podcast stand out. And it's also great to network with other podcasters to see what are others doing in the space, to learn from others, and to further my business. I had a booth at Podcast Movement for Podcaster Society and my podcast reviews. And I loved having a home base there where I could tell people, if you want to talk to me, come to my booth. That significantly reduced my stress in trying to find people or catch up with people. It was very easy that I was almost always at my booth so people could know where to find me. And it was also great for my business to be able to show people how my podcast reviews works, to show people what's inside Podcaster Society and more. So it was definitely worth the expense to sponsor and get a booth from me. I'm really looking forward to meeting the new members inside of Podcaster Society and the new users to my podcast reviews. And if there is an industry-specific event for your niche, I really encourage you to go to that. Even if it means going to that and not going to Podcast Movement, I think you would benefit more from your industry-specific event. Your show would benefit more from that. If you have a podcast about horses, go to a horse event and promote your podcast there. Maybe even consider sponsoring with a booth at that event so that you have that place and people will be interested in knowing what are you doing. By the way, use gotprint.com. I have no affiliate relationship with them. I don't get paid if you use their services, but gotprint.com is where I get my business cards printed as well as my couple banners that I took with me to podcast movement. Great quality, great price, great service. I was really pleased with what I got and my banners didn't cost all that much either. I was very happy with the result. I got those collapsible banners that roll up into the metal case and they they're really easy to stand up, really nice and tall, big text. They look great. I'm happy with what I got there from gotprint.com if you need printing services as well. And business cards, it's very inexpensive, very affordable to get that kind of thing. So it's a great way to promote your podcast or your business at an industry event. And then what you could do is use those banners as backdrops for videos. And that's what I plan to do is during my live streaming events or during videos that I record in my video studio space to have those banners as backdrops. And it will look more interesting than a simple white backdrop or something else like that. So if you're between going to podcast movement or an event that is more relevant to what you talk about, I recommend that you go to that more relevant event. Podcast Movement is great to go to as a podcaster to learn more about podcasting, to network with other podcasters, to meet some of your heroes in the podcasting space. But it may not help your show grow much unless your show is about maybe about entrepreneurship or about podcasting or something like that. At Podcast Movement, there were still some people I didn't get to meet. So next time, I'm going to make sure to have a checklist of these are the people and the companies I need to talk to. Don't leave the event without talking to these people. And I missed a couple of those people. As much as I tried to talk to people, I didn't go proactively seek out those people I really, really wanted to talk to. A lot of people did come by my booth, and that was wonderful. And it was a lot of fun to present. I enjoy public speaking. 
I enjoy sharing new information or unique information in a session. And I got a lot of great feedback from my session on how to make your podcast stand out. A lot of people came to that, had some great engagement there, great conversation about making your podcast stand out with several, in a sense, rules or guidelines for making your podcast stand out. And there were a lot of other great presentations that I couldn't make it to, but I'm glad that I got the digital ticket so that I can watch those sessions later because there was a lot of great content in the PMX, which was like the TED Talk sort of style of presentations as well as in Podcast Movement proper. I will definitely be going to Podcast Movement 2017 as well as sponsoring with another booth at Podcast Movement 2017. I'll be there uh, with the booth definitely to promote Podcaster Society and probably also continue promoting mypodcastreviews.com. It was a lot of fun, uh, difficult to eat because of how busy I was talking to people, uh, but very important to stay hydrated at these kinds of events. And I tried to do my best at that, tried to stay germ-free, which I did. I also tried not to speak too loudly at the networking events because, as I joked with some people, I got to protect the moneymaker. And for us podcasters, that's our voices, not necessarily our faces, unless you are on video. But it is important to protect your voice, drink lots of water, try not to yell a whole lot. And I've learned that I might need a voice coach to help me communicate with my voice better in a way that does not hurt my body. I did a six-hour live streaming event for the grand reopening of Podcaster Society on July 1st, 2016. And at the end of the day, my throat, my vocal cords really hurt, felt like there was a knife in my throat. And if you have voice experience, you probably know exactly what caused that. Generally, I know what was kind of happening. I tend to talk from my throat a bit too much instead of projecting my voice out. And I might need to hire a coach to help me through that and help me get better at communicating so that I can communicate more without hurting my body. Hydration is very important to that, of course. And I was hydrating a lot during that day, but that wasn't enough to help me through. So I've learned a lot of good things. I've had a lot of great conversations recently. I'm excited about the future of my business, about the future of my podcast, and I am really looking forward to not feeling stressed by a lot of demands on my time. I am disappointed that it means I won't be able to provide as much one-on-one help, and you may even see me, and actually will probably see me, pull out of several podcasting communities or at least not participate so much in those podcasting communities because there's Podcaster Society. That's my podcast community. And it's for the podcasters, by the podcasters, about podcasting. It's my top priority. That's where I want to spend my time and investing in the one-on-one in there. Whether that be helping someone one-on-one there, like I helped uh, Jeff in Podcaster Society with some redirect problems he was having with his podcast and needing to switch and split his podcast over into a separate domain. Or if it's the group things like the weekly webinars, creating resources for podcasters, negotiating those exclusive discounts and other stuff like that. I would love it if the way my business works is that most of the week I'm working in Podcasters Society and I'm taking a big leap of faith 
to make that happen and shutting down these different aspects of my business so that I can focus on helping the most podcasters out there. So if you email me through the feedback or the contact form, you may get an auto response. You may see me promoting that you go hire someone else for premium podcast consulting. Please know it is entirely worth it. And I'm doing this so that I can put my family first and be the father and husband that I need to be and be the business owner that I need to be and the leader of a podcasting community with Podcaster Society, be that leader that I need to be. And I encourage you to think through the same things for you and what that means for you and your podcast, your family, your business, your hobbies, however this all fits together. It's not a balance between these things. It's an integration with these things so that you're integrating your family into your life, your business into your life, your work, your passions, your hobbies, your labors. You're integrating all of these things together to accomplish greater things and change the world for good, even if that starts only with your family and the few people you have listening to your podcast. You can change the world. As I said in my opening keynote at Podcast Midwest a little while back, we are more than podcasters. We are creators and we shape the future. So go out there and get the guts learn the tools to launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. Consider joining Podcaster Society, which is now open to new members at podcasterssociety.com. Join my podcast reviews to learn new ways to engage with your audience, grow your podcast, show your audience that you know who that person is in Uganda who listens to your podcast. You know their name, you engage with people, and there are many other ways that you can use my podcast reviews to make your podcast better, to build that social proof, even to get to know your guests more if you interview other podcasters. There are lots of ways to use it. Go to mypodcastreviews.com to sign up for that. And now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from the Audacity Podcast, and now the Daniel J. Lewis on Twitter. Thanks for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcasts.com.